0: Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, we're continuing on with our theme, um, the King and His Kingdom, understanding this kingdom of God. We started with week one, understanding that uh, this kingdom of God is very real. It, is, uh, it just can't be Seen as well as a physical world, but we are talking about the kingdom of God's a spiritual world that He wants us, Jesus wants us to live in. And He wants us to experience the fullness of everything that it has, but we need to understand what that is. And so we began by understanding about this kingdom. Last week, uh, Jesse did a phenomenal job, didn't she? Um, Given the word last week. She challenged us to be committed and consistent in our own personal walk with the Lord, because young people are looking at us. How, how consistent are we in God's Word? How consistent are we in prayer? How committed also are we to this next generation? And I had the privilege of speaking at our Thursday night service, our first Thursday night service, which was, was so well attended, and uh, it was great to be able to offer that service for you. So, This message will also be spoken by somebody different on this coming Thursday. So if you have family or friends who can't get out to a Sunday, invite them to a Thursday service, um, and they can keep up with the series that we're we're heading on. But I also want to let you know a couple things that are heading up into this week, talking about the ministry that's taking place, and and specifically what Jesse challenged us with, which was our, our commitment to this next generation. We've got our youth camp that so many people have helped uh, provide scholarship money for them, and uh, uh, kids camp is this coming week, and I got wrangled in to be a camp counselor this week for our kids, so I'm actually looking forward to it, but uh, it's a good thing I already agreed to this before Jesse's message, because I'd feel completely bad. (laughs) It's like, where's your commitment, Pastor Mark, to this next generation? Also on Thursday nights, any one of you want to join me on Thursday nights? I'm going to be in the nursery on Thursday nights. Um, seriously, I I grew up going to church, and any chance that I could serve in the nursery, I love the babies. And so, anybody also loving the babies or the toddlers, come talk to me, and we'll serve together. But also this week, um, I want to let you know that we have our disaster relief training that is going to be taking place here. Um, Foursquare Disaster Relief puts on this training. For us, but it helps us, and it's for area churches as well. But we have many of you who are partaking in that Thursday, Friday, Saturday training. Thank you for that investment. That you can be Jesus to people when there a disaster strikes here in the U.S. That you're well equipped and well trained. So let's be praying for our kids as they go to camp uh, this week, but also for those who are being trained in the disaster relief training. So, a lot going on, lot going on. So if you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me to Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter 13, I put a bunch of scriptures on the screen here for you today um, that, that I will be running through. I, I've had a few feedback from some of you guys saying, you know, you go so fast sometimes we don't always can find those scriptures, and so that screen will actually stay up for the duration of the service, and you can follow along with those scriptures. So you're welcome. So today we're going to be talking about the the pursuit of the kingdom and the cost to gain the kingdom of God. The pursuit and the cost. Are you ready? Are you ready? The pursuit and the cost. So Jesus would talk about the kingdom of God through parables. And uh, these are stories using natural examples to make a spiritual point. So Matthew chapter 13, I'm going to read two parables that are making the same point. Matthew chapter 13, starting at verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. And then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Can you all say all? All. all. If I want to be a southern drawl, can all say All. All right. Thank you. All right. I'm not Southern. I was, I am a Canadian born and raised. I was up visiting my family last week, and and uh, we all got together. And if I'm limping a little bit, it's because I was trying to show off a little bit to my family. I went water skiing and uh, thought that just because I hadn't water skiing a long time that I could, you know, just pop right up, and then drop a ski and slalom and make a nice little rooster tail, one hand out, another hand out. Well, needless to say, I pulled my hamstring in the process, but that's not what we're talking about today. So a man finds this treasure hidden in a field, he covers it up so nobody else sees it, So he can go back and buy and sells everything he has and buys a field. So then he goes, Jesus goes on and tells another parable. The parable of uh, the pearl of great value, verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant, or by the way, the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, they're the same thing, is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Can you say all again? He sold all that he had and bought it. Okay. So there's a couple things of these two parables that I first want to walk through with you. So the kingdom of God, first and foremost, is to be searched out. If you're taking notes, this is a good chance for you to say, number one, the kingdom of God is to be searched out. See, The guy who's trying to find this pearl of great price, he says, like a merchant in search of fine pearls, he already had an idea that he was looking for something. And I want to encourage you that that understanding the kingdom of God first has to be pursue the kingdom of God, that we have a pursuit to explore this kingdom, Next, number two. The cost of the kingdom is less than the gain you'll receive. Now, this is an interesting thing. Because it will cost you everything. Remember, we said this word all? They went and sold all just to find the great prize. Now, but if you're an investor, and you're willing to sell everything that you have to buy this next thing of great value, chances are the thing of great value is worth more than everything you sold, correct? If you're a good investor, that is, right? Now, if you're a bad investor, you sell everything you have to, you know, buy something that's not worth as much. No, it doesn't make any sense. But the cost of the kingdom is going to cost you everything, But the gain that you will find, and we're going to get some scriptures to validate this, the gain that you'll find is you realize that you've purchased a great treasure. So this cost, which we'll talk about in a little bit, that's going to cost you everything, will also come with great gain. Number three, I'm making these points and then I'm going to add scriptures to them later. So number three, you have to sell completely... You have to sell out completely to gain the kingdom of God. They sold everything that they had. So even though the cost is less than the great than gain, that you're going to actually have to sell out. You're going to have to sell all. Sell everything that you have. Now, I'm not saying you go home today and you're actually selling your house and your furniture or your kids. I'm not saying that you're going to be selling all of those things. Because remember, Jesus uses these these natural examples to talk about a spiritual example. So the kingdom of God is spiritual. It will manifest itself into the natural. Somebody told me today during worship, um, and I felt it, that the angels flooded in to this building while we were worshiping. And and the focus of that worship was on Jesus, which is amazing, because all of our worship should be focused to King Jesus, right? The King and His kingdom, we're talking about King Jesus and His kingdom. But we, there's that very real world that's spiritual. So the angels came in while we were worshiping, and they were helping to be ministering to us during this time, and, and people experienced the miraculous during our worship. I believe that because we were singing about it, and we lingered, and I, I felt like God was doing some significant work. But this selling out, this selling all, what does that mean for us? And we'll talk about that. So there's the first three points. The kingdom of God is to be searched out. Number two, the cost... Of the kingdom of God is less than the gain you will receive. And then number three, we must sell out completely to gain the kingdom of God. They had sold everything. All right, so let's look at some some examples of this. So how do we go about... Let's turn to John 14, 26 for a second. And, and I was... On Thursday night, we were talking about the next generation. But as Jesus was laying hands on the kids, he was imparting something see, the disciples said, let the kids get away, get away. And she said, no, let the kids come. And he laid hands on them because he believed that there was going to be an impartation, that that God was going to do something in that child's life, plant some seeds in that child's life. And, and Thursday night, we just talked about if any of you are feeling like you need purpose, you need direction in life, we want to be able to pray impartation and lines of people wanted to respond saying, I, I'm, I need to find my purpose. I need an impartation of the Lord. And it made me realize that, that we're in a season of a time that, that we're hungry for the Lord. But many times we don't know where to go. And I, I feel like this morning, I wanted to let you know in John 14, 26 says that the advocate, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And maybe you don't know a lot about the Holy Spirit, but when we're saying that we're pursuing the kingdom of God, it's really hard to kind of visualize what that looks like. What? We're to sell out, we're to sell everything, to go after this this pearl of great price, this treasure in this field, and I'm kind of lost on really what that is, and how do I apply that to my life? And I'm saying to sell out means that you have to give yourself completely to King Jesus But what does that look like? And somebody, everybody wants to be told, this is what it looks like for you. And I can't tell you that. Because I didn't design you. I didn't create you. God did. And so he knows what is necessary for your life. He knows what your purpose is. And so the only thing that I can do is say, you got to get filled with the Holy Spirit and so the advocate, the one who will come alongside, will teach you all things. He will be the teacher. The Holy Spirit will be. And so I want to leave you today, and maybe we'll have an opportunity to pray at the end. We'll see how the service goes. But, but that to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I also want to tell you this, because that, that, um, I think we need some clarity. So our, one of our worship leaders talked about this morning, this idea that if you've never raised your hands before the Lord in worship, please do that. If you've never done something else, please do it. Kneel, please do that. If you've never prayed in your prayer language openly, please do that. Now, some of you might come from a different tradition, not knowing what that is. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the opportunity to have the Spirit of God pray through you. And that's called and when that it's actually a language that you don't understand but it is very understandable to God the Father our father in heaven remember it's a spiritual world so this spiritual language comes up and it's like praying this perfect prayer because it's the spirit of God who's praying through you and praying this perfect prayer to God. And so this is available to every believer who's filled with the Holy Spirit, who desires to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I wanted to give you that, that clarity, but also I want to whet your appetite and your desire to allow your prayer language to come out. We've talked about this probably a couple months ago. And I actually prayed in my prayer language and a few people who were really close to me says, Mark, that was really awkward. Why'd you do that? Because I so believe in the power of your prayer language that we we cannot be shy about this. Because the Holy Spirit has great things for us in these last days. And we cannot do it just on good ideas and good thoughts and good suggestions. We need the Holy Spirit's empowerment. And praying in our spirit, praying in the spirit helps us unfold these these great mysteries of what God would have to do in our life. Okay, so in John 14, 26, and this is the thing, so we're saying, if if the number, point number one is that we need to search out the kingdom, how do we do this? Well, we need to search out the Holy Spirit, number one, because he's the teacher. He will teach us what it is that we're to be doing. Number two, you need to be on that point, you need to be in the Word of God. You cannot understand if I'm living alignment to the Word if you're not in the Word. You need to be reading your Bibles. I encourage you to be doing that. If you don't know where to start, we've got journals out in the front, and they have a little Bible reading plan there, and, and you can start going through the Bible reading plan. Okay, so number one, search out um, the Lord by the Holy Spirit, get into God's Word, pray, pray, Train your ears to hear God's voice. A lot of people say, I don't know how to hear God. Well, he'll sound very much like the scriptures, by the way. (laughs) He never contradicts himself, right? So what do I need to do with my life? Start asking the Lord to speak to you through his scriptures as well. Okay, number two. When we said the cost of the kingdom is less than the gain you'll receive, I I want to jump to Mark 10. Jump over to Mark 10. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I should hear some rustling of pages if you want to follow along. Mark 10 has some really interesting things. Again, these are Jesus' words. This is the... um, Jesus is talking about the rich young man. And he talks about the kingdom of God. And and one thing he says is, you lack one thing. And this is verse 21. Go sell all that you have and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Now, some people might read that and said, well, do I need to sell everything? And again, what Jesus always does is he goes after our hearts. He understands, he says, it's much harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God than than for a camel to go through an eye of a needle. And why does he say that? Because he understands what happens. The more stuff that we have, the more that we're preoccupied, that our heart becomes divided and our heart becomes chasing after the things of this world instead of things of God. But here's the interesting thing. This is where you gain more even though it comes at a great cost. So if God said, hey, I want you to sell everything and, and move to Africa, right? Everybody says, don't, we're not gonna pray that prayer. I don't wanna go to Africa. Africa's pretty awesome, by the way. So you might wanna go to Africa. All you Africans in the house, you know what I'm talking about, right? Africa is, is awesome. But what if God is asking you to do something as you follow the lead of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is pointing some things out and saying, I want you to do whatever he says. It's like, oh, that's too difficult. The cost, it's too high. I want to give you some encouragement though. This is what Jesus says in verse 29. Mark 10, 29. Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brother or sister or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time. I'm pause there for a minute. Now in this time. In other words, in this life. What was right before that? Receive a hundredfold Reminds me of that scripture. Unless a kernel dies and falls to the ground, it can't produce a multiplication of fruit, right? A wheat of kernel, unless you, it dies and then it gets replanted in the soil, well, it can't reproduce itself. So there's something about that we've got to die to our own flesh. We've got to be willing to sell everything. I'm not saying physical things. It might be, though, because it says here that have left houses, mothers, fathers, brothers, and sisters, but it says what you will gain in return is a hundredfold, now and this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land. Oh, we don't like this one. With persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life it does come at a cost. When we truly follow the kingdom of God, it will come at a cost, but I want to let you know it is worth the cost. It is worth the cost. And here is a promise by Jesus saying, you think it's going to cost you something, but you, it actually doesn't because your gain that you get in return is multiplied. It's multiplied. Okay. Okay. Here's the other thing. I want to give you a scripture for about being half-hearted, partially in, when really to experience the kingdom of God and where he's bringing us as a church, we have to be all in. Remember, they said they sold all their possessions. In other words, this whole idea that Jesus was trying to make is they're all in. Their heart is 100% committed to Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Revelations 3.16 is another great 3.16 verse. You have that John 3.16. Here's Revelation 3.16. Would you turn there with me? Revelation 3.16. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will, sorry, I was choking on some water, I will spit you out of my mouth, for you say I am rich, I, I was just trying to make a point, did, did, you, did you get the point? You, you felt left out over here, right? All right. All right. I didn't hit anybody. Elizabeth, did you get wet? No. It See, it's not like at SeaWorld. Nobody gets wet. Nobody gets wet. It's okay. Verse 15. I know your works. You're neither cold nor hot. Would you either... Or sorry. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you're lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I am prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire. Goes along with that scripture again that I was talking about. You're selling everything that you have to be able to buy this one precious thing, this gold refined by fire. What does, what does the refiner's fire do? He purifies our life. It, it does feel uncomfortable sometimes, but he prepares us to receive all that he has. And again, if it feels like we're going a little bit deeper these days, church, is because the Lord is is building us up to be able to to received all that he has. And I feel like this greater increase of people that he's going to bring, he's going to be asking each one of you to be ministers of the gospel, that you're going to have to be equipped to be able to minister because it's just not on the paid staff of this church. We're not the only ministers. Our job is to equip you, the saints, to do the work of the ministry. So you're being equipped. The Lord is equipping you. But this gold refined by fire, and this is where we have to say, are we willing to completely sell out, to be hot for the Lord? You can choose to be cold, but there's nothing good in being cold. Lukewarm, that's the worst one, he says, because he knows what to do with cold, you're going to hell. I'm just saying. Lukewarm, that's one foot in the world, one foot in following the Lord, trying to but you never make up your mind. The Bible says that you're unstable in your mind because you don't know where you're going. And I would encourage each one of us to determine that we're going to be hot because when we're hot, we choose to allow ourselves to come under the Lord's correction, the Lord's discipline, that we will continue to surrender and submit and sell out for Jesus Christ. Any takers? Any takers? Preach it, Mark. Preach it. Uh, I heard those amens in the crowd. I thought I was down south. I was getting all riled up. The preacher's going to get ready to preach. So what do we do with a message like this? What do we do with a message like this? So we say the kingdom of God... As Jesus was talking about this it's like a merchant who's looking for a fine pearl sells everything he has when he finds it. It's like a man who finds a hidden treasure in a field, buries it and goes sells everything he has so he can buy this field so he can gain this treasure. The kingdom of God is is not going to be revealed to those who are just kind of going along for the ride. Jesus is wanting us to be all in. And I believe to be all in. because I've been really p- wrestling through what, God, what is it that you need us to do? Because I'm very practical. I'm a practical person. If you just got a message that was some theology or something you know up there that you couldn't apply to your life, then you wasted your time, right? And I think the application is, is that we need more of the Holy Spirit, the teacher that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit who is the giver of good gifts and that he activates things in our lives. He, I remember when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I was, it was in my living room. And again, I grew up in a Presbyterian church. I had really had no clue who the Holy Spirit was. But I know that this person gave me a prophetic word over my life and I cannot believe all the things that have come to pass some 25, 30 years later. But at that moment, I fell to my knees. I fell into the presence, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I didn't know anything about being slain in the Spirit, nor do I encourage people to say, oh, I didn't want to be slain in the Spirit. But I'm just saying, sometimes the power of God is so strong that all you can do is fall to your knees. But it was at that moment that all of a sudden the Word of God came so alive to me that I just had this unquenchable hunger and thirst for his word. I remember I was at stop, so much so when I was at a stoplight and it was red, I'd have my Bible right there. It's like, ooh, I have some few moments I can get into the word. I remember that my prayer language didn't come until I was in my car by myself. And all of a sudden I started speaking in tongues by myself in my car with nobody praying over me. And that started to develop from little baby words to a more developed language. And then that grew my intimacy with the Lord. And I I began to hear His voice. So much so, then I sold my house. Talking about selling our house, saying goodbye to your family. My wife and I moved to Central America to help out some missionaries. But we were willing to say, We're all in. We're all in. Whatever you want for my life, God. I had a business education, and I wasn't now using that. I was doing something in ministry, and, and yet I was willing to sacrifice everything, sell it all. But it was in response to the calling of God. See, it would be foolish for me to sell it all and then just like, go my own way of like, but if you hear God's voice and it starts by listening to what the Lord is saying to you and the only way that your ears are going to be able to hear is with the Holy Spirit, I believe. If we all just rise to our feet for a moment, I'd like to pray for us to receive more of the Spirit of God. I know many of you have already prayed, but for me, I also leak. I leak the Spirit of God. And I need to be refilled. So whatever posture that you need, some of you might need to come here and kneel at the front. Some of you need to put your hands like this. Some of you actually just might need to sit down right now. I just want you to respond to what it is that the Lord is doing. What he's asking of you. Now you might say, I don't know, but just go by an unction. Whatever the unction is. And I want us to be open. I want us to be open. I'm not looking for strange manifestations. What I am looking for, though, is that you would be open to receive whatever God has for you, which is more of His Spirit. Holy Spirit, actually, if you guys just can repeat that in your own quiet words. I think there's something about verbalizing it. There's power in our words. Holy Spirit, come fill me. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com